0: Halloween. Mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm gonna need you to spread the word. Then, feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delicate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at 9 dollars a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. Alright, welcome to everybody in Sharks Territory. This is the Shark City Podcast for February 18th, 2023, the 29th episode of our second season here. Today's episode is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon. Use promo code THPN for both of those for some awesome perks. Let's jump right into today's episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about Patrick Marlowe weekend, essentially, here in San Jose. And Capo rise in Sharks Territory. So let's jump right into it here as we do a little afternoon delight here live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So if you haven't heard by now, which I can't understand, I wouldn't even believe you if you haven't heard by now, Patrick Marlowe Day has been declared in San Jose one of the most iconic players to ever lace up in Pacific Till. And in the National Hockey League. He's the National Hockey League's leader in career games played, 1,779. He will be honored. He is Patrick Marlowe. Mr. San Jose Shark is going to be honored forever in Sharks territory by having his jersey number raised to the rafters of the Shark Tank on February 25th. So Patrick Marlowe is obviously San Jose Sharks franchise leader in goals. He has 522 goals with the Shark. But the Sharks, pardon me, obviously, same goes for points, power play goals, shorthanded goals, etc. He has 1,111 points with the South Sharks. He is a leader with 163 power play goals, shorthanded goals, 17 game winning goals, 101, 3,953 shots on the net. Patrick Marlowe's last game was in 2020, 2021 with the South Sharks in which he played 56 games and he broke hockey legend Gordie Howell's record for most games played. That was 1,768 back on April 19th of 2021. Patrick Marleau officially announced his retirement from the NHL in front of family, teammates, coaches, and fans at the Shark Tank back in May of last year in 2022. That was May 10th officially closing a chapter on his 23-year NHL career at the Shark Tank. The celebration of legendary Sharks player Patrick Marlowe has reached new heights as not only is he going to be appear, appearing at the Legends game, and not only will his jersey be raised to the rafters, but now San Jose City Mayor Matt... Well, you know, we'll just leave that his name. We don't want any, like one thinking there's an endorsement here, but long story short, the city of San Jose will recognize Marlowe and they officially declared Patrick Marlowe Day for February 25th. All right, I'm excited. I don't know about you all out there, but I can't wait. Um, If you are living here in the heart of Sharks territory, like myself here in San Jose, California, then this is a a big deal. This is going to be a huge week leading up to the game. Uh, what started off as being a, you know, retire, a uh, jersey raising ceremony, that's a huge deal within itself, but a jersey retirement ceremony, raising a jersey to the rafters, It was then stacked. It became a weekend event when they announced the Legends game that's going down the uh, Friday evening prior to Saturday night's game where they're going to raise his jersey to the rafters, And now, local, you know, city government here getting involved and they are going to. Raise a flag. It's a ceremony for Marlowe. And they'll officially at City Hall declare or proclaim the 25th as Patrick Marlowe Day in San Jose. So let's get into all the details one more time. The Marlowe weekend is now um, three events slotted in three days. February 23rd. Flag raising ceremony at San Jose City Hall. That's going to take place at 1.00. P.M. here in San Jose, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you guys out there who are fans of hockey, if those of you who are fans of San Jose Sharks and you were planning on making a trip out here to see them play or to just visit San Jose and check out the atmosphere, I would suggest this upcoming week being the time. So again, February 23rd at 1 p.m. at San Jose City Hall, downtown, literally. Right down the block, the stretch of Santa Clara Street that leads up to the Shark Tank. Right there at City Hall, 1 p.m., they're going to have a special flag raising ceremony to recognize Patrick Marlowe. That's going to go down at 1 o'clock, and they, will, they being the city mayor, will officially proclaim. The 25th of this month, February, being Patrick Marlowe Day. The following day, February 24th, now, here as we go in chronological order. So, February 23rd, go check it out at the City Hall, one o'clock. The mayor's going to say it's Patrick Marlowe Day on Saturday or for the weekend, and they're going to raise a flag. That's going to be awesome. I imagine it's going to be the one that was, uh, I imagine it's going to be the 12 with the Marlowe silhouette in the middle uh, that they uh, made for him the season he broke the record. Um, it was the patch. That was worn. Um, it was the logo that was painted on the ice. So I imagine that will be the flag that they're going to um, have going down. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? So February 24th. Now that's the Sharks Legends game at Tech U Arena. The uh, Legends game is going to have a bunch of former Sharks players, I think the most notable, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody um, out there in Sharks territory, but um, I imagine the big headliners outside of Patrick Marlowe is going to be general manager Mike Greer. I am super ecstatic. I don't remember ever there being a time uh, Doug Wilson laced up for one of these alumni games but uh, back to the point, the Sharks Legend game is gonna be at Texas U Arena with Patrick Marlowe playing in a lineup of former Sharks alumni at 7 p.m. Friday evening here in San Jose. And then we'll close close up the um the weekend. It's just it just keeps stacking, honestly. February 25th, Patrick Marlowe Day in San Jose. There's gonna be a free patty fest, live art performances. Marlowe's favorite food is gonna be served, or it'll be available as a better way of saying it, uh, via food trucks. And there will be a till carpet alumni event that's gonna um our alumni event that takes place at 3 30. So the pad the free patty fest begins at three o'clock, okay? Three o'clock February twenty fifth on Patrick Marlowe Day, right there outside of the tank. And then three thirty, they'll have the till carpet arrivals. So all the sharks players, I imagine, you know, Thorin and Setaguchi and Naby and the likes of, of all of Marlowe's um, you know. Former teammates are going to show up, and then um, the Patrick Marlowe number twelve retirement ceremony begins at five thirty-five p.m. Arrive early. I mean, there should be no reason why you're arriving late. There's going to be a free patty fest going on outside before the game. Uh, the game, obviously, the face-off for the game is going down at seven, if I'm not mistaken, and um, that that evening we're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. So the Chicago Blackhawks will face the South of the Sharks following the number 12 retirement ceremony. Again, that begins at 5.30 p.m. Arrive early. There should be no reason why you're there late. There's a free Patty Fest. All right. And that right there is Patrick Marlow weekend. So to wrap it up, the 23rd, or you know, to um, to review it, the 23rd is going to be the flag raising ceremony at City Hall. The mayor is going to officially declare. The 25th as Patrick Marlow Day. That's at 1 p.m. The following, um, the following day on Friday, there'll be the Legends game at the Tech CU Arena, 7 p.m. Go watch Patrick Marlowe, General Manager Mike Greer, uh, go skate on the ice and play some hockey. And then the following evening, the big event Saturday night, the biggest event in Sharks territory. This is going to be the biggest. It's not even a game, all right? But this will be the biggest event in our 30-plus year history. Uh, Patrick Marlowe number 12 retirement ceremony that begins promptly at 535 p.m. Be there early. How do you avoid being there late? Show up for the free Patty Fest 3 o'clock. Marlowe's favorite foods will be available via food trucks, live art performances, and then the till carpet event. All right. That starts at 330 and that right there is Patrick Marlowe weekend is what I'm dubbing it. And that's going to take place this week upcoming week all right so we're a week away literally from today for those of you listening live on twitter youtube and uh facebook okay so the uh sharks will play um today later on this evening they're going to be taking on the buffalo sabers and um you know we're not going to really preview that game but what we are going to do is we are going to go into uh just quickly revisit some of the um charts games that pass so since we last Got together. It was right before the Valentine's Day. Um Right before Valentine's Day. Like Monday, I believe it was. Um, So that was just following uh, the Sharks 2-0. Vict- or, you know, being 2-0 on Super Bowl Sunday. They just defeated the Caps. So um what do you need to know? They're both losses. We're not going to spend a significant amount of time on this. I just want to cover it for the sake of uh, staying current. But um, what do you need to know? Sharks versus Pens. So the Sharks breaks the fans' hearts on Valentine's Day in a 3-1 loss. Um, Sharks failed to win again at home and, um, Aaron Dell started in net capital Kakadin obviously had to leave the game late in the second period against Washington uh, under concussion protocol. He was later on, uh, expect, he was expected to, um, be good and cleared. It was a day-to-day upper body injury officially. And that was, uh, via coach David Quinn after the Sharks, uh, post or during Sharks post game after the caps, Apparently, you know, he was, you know, things didn't go the way that they thought initially. So they made some moves. E. and Yemi, et etc. Aaron Dell. Uh, so Aaron Dell started net. Uh, Timo Meyer was a lone shark to get on the scoreboard against the Penguins on Valentine's Day. Uh, he scored in the third period. 15 minutes, 57 seconds of the third period. It was an even strength goal. It was uh, his 31st goal of the year. Literally the only shark, the lone shark to get on the scoreboard because it was unassisted. Um, the other milestone, or the other, you know, thing that you need to know for that game was Captain Logan Couture played his 900th career NHL game. So, congratulations, and um, um, you know, congratulations and bravo Zulu to Captain Couture out there, Logan Couture. Uh, and then most recently, which is probably something you guys definitely don't want to talk about because it was such, I believe, everywhere the word that was trending in Sharks territory was pain. I don't know if you want to go as far as that. Uh, but back to the point: the house wins in the final seconds. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Sharks, uh, two to one loss. That's not the sounds of Sharks. Um, that was fifty. That was our fifty-sixth game of the season, and uh, it featured some outstanding goaltending by Kakanen. Perfect penalty kill. The Sharks killed off seven, seven power plays, and Alexander Barabanov. Um, he got his career high tenth goal of the season so he now um, has five uh, I think he scored five of the last six games is the Barabano we're speaking of um, eight points split down the middle four goals four assists um, he was the only shark obviously to score again the lone shark to score or excuse me the only shark to score a goal but this time uh, assists were tallied by Vlasic Couture Pickles got his 14th of the season while Captain Couture got his 26th assists of the season and um, that was it Again, that late goal scored in 16 seconds in regulation, sold a show in Vegas. Uh, the Sharks committed way too many penalties, as I'm sure you've already heard, um, you know, for the past couple of days. 24 minutes, <laughs> 24 penalty minutes in total. Season-high seven penalties were committed against the uh, Golden Knights. And the Sharks miraculously killed off every single one of those penalties. But that was really all Capo who was perfect on the penalty kill, score uh, stopping all 16 power play shots from Vegas. And... Um, It was honestly Kapokakkanen's best performance since he's arrived in Sharks territory and, quite frankly, uh, may have been the best goaltending performance that we'll see this season. Uh, So coming up, we are going to speak about Kapokakkanen rising here in Shark territory. We'll go over some of his numbers and, um, you know, we will probably end the program briefly speaking of... um, some trade predictions. Might as well have a little fun as the trade deadline is creeping up here in Sharks territory. And then we will um, more than likely, uh, maybe, maybe perhaps I said we weren't earlier, but maybe we'll jump into um, the upcoming game here for the uh, Sounds of the Sharks later on today against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. All right. I'm Aaron James. This has been the shark city podcast. Uh, thank you for everyone who is watching live on Twitter, Instagram, and, um, and on YouTube. All right, we'll step aside for a brief moment here to hear from our um, sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Capo Kakanin rising. He is rising here in Sharks territory. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. And how often do those big changes come with big price tags? I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way. You don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change. If it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can build great habits without breaking the bank. I love using my everyday earbuds to stay up to date with my favorite podcasts, as well as chime in on live broadcasts when I'm taking my pup on a walk. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now pay later options and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. You know what gets me hyped about my Raycon is that their custom gel tips are perfect and the most comfortable in-ear fit. And for when I'm at work and I want to zone in and be productive, the noise isolation definitely helps. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Welcome back to the shark city podcast for February 18th, 2023 second season 29th episode. We just got done discussing the big day that's going down next week. One week from today, February 25th, is Patrick Marlowe Day in San Jose. It's going to be made official on the 23rd, 1 p.m. City Hall, baby. Uh, Be there if you're local, all right? And then also Friday, the very next day, the Legends game. Patrick Marlowe will lace up with general manager Mike Greer and other alumni from the San Jose Sharks. Um, right before the big event of the weekend, probably the biggest, probably the biggest event of like of the season, in my opinion. Uh, not just the NHL season, but I mean, like you know, for spring, I think this is bigger than March Madness. Some of you might say I'm crazy for that, but anyways, I don't think so. This is huge. This has never happened before in Sharks territory. Uh, Patrick Marlowe's number twelve jersey retirement is going to go down five thirty-five p.m. sharp. Be there early free patty fest begins at 3 p.m and there's a till carpet event going down at 3 30 all right there at the tank so you can't beat free all right i mean not i'm not saying you know don't go to game because obviously that's one of the hottest tickets if you haven't got a chance to get one uh, or or a couple there's still some i see out there available uh be buyer beware they may be hiked up prices right now but bottom line is uh the patty fest that's free that's going to be amazing. Uh, so, uh, you could, I guess, what i trying to say is you know, you could take place in the celebration for Patrick Marlowe, whether it's on um, 1 p.m. right there by City Hall or at the Free Patty Fest. All right. Let's move on. So, we've done talking about Patrick Marlowe. Everyone nowadays in Sharks territory is talking about Capo Kakinen. I mean, can you blame him? He's had some amazing games. He's going to be in his sixth start in the last seven if it wasn't for his injury that took him out against the Caps. I would imagine that he would be starting seven consecutive games. Now, let's pump the brakes now. I know a lot of us are there are thinking immediately like, all right, here is the Kakanin that we want to see. This is what we traded for, right? Uh, this is what DW seen in him last Uh, season when he acquired him from the wild. Um, Long story short is, you know, James Reimer is out, all right? He's still day-to-day, so who else was going to take seven or potentially seven consecutive starts in San Jose? And that's Kapokakkanen, without a doubt. It's a no-brainer. Not to take away from his outstanding play, I just want to make sure that we state the obvious first. Now, let's get into speaking about the best goaltending performance of the season. Okay, so uh, Kapo Kakinen continues to rise as the San Jose Sharks' potential starting goaltender. Um, Kapo Kakinen obviously was the one who was favored going into the season. It was essentially his position to lose, and, well, he did. James Reimer is, and I mean, <laughs> last season without a doubt, and this is with Aiden Hill and Kakin on the roster. James Reimer was, without a doubt, the starting goaltender. And then, at the beginning of this season, in case you forgot, he was starting to get some recognition for being the starting goaltender. Unfortunately, we're now here in a situation in Sharks territory where um, his health is becoming, or, you know, his in- you know being injured is becoming a reoccurring theme, unfortunately. It is really unfortunate. I'm a big James Reimer fan, and... Um, because I personally, and I've said this before on previous episodes, I personally believe that he's provided Starks Territory some stability while they are transitioning into whatever it is that they're, you know, doing, call it a reset, a rebuild, or a retool, whatever. Anyways, back to Cap Kapakakinen. He is on the rise. He's played progressively better each game since his win against Sidney Crosby's Pittsburgh Penguins on January 28th. All right, so... Um, That last game against um, Vegas was the best goaltending form that Capo has shown since arriving here in San Jose. And Kakunin arguably deserved to win the game. He really did. And um, I don't want to just start jumping on, I don't want to sound like I'm jumping on a bandwagon here like a Fairweather fan, right? We've been kind of um, discussing his um, rise as we were watching him since that Pittsburgh Penguins game. Um, and not that that means anything. I just simply trying to stay on, you know, we're saying the obvious. His play is obviously getting, you know, um, is getting to the point where you cannot, like, realistically. Um, how do I say this? You cannot disclude him from being, in the starting goaltender conversation in the past. Absolutely. In the past. Absolutely. James Romer undoubtedly was holding it down between the pipes, but, um, capital last game. Um, he, he held the crease down. Literally, he held it down. And, um, it's unfortunate that the new two or fewer struck again. And, you know, the sharks just call it whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Um, the way, the way that they managed to, Allow that puck to cross the goal line in 16 seconds is... And it is what it is. But let's get back to Kapokakinen's stellar play. Outside of the fact that he lost that game against the Vegas Golden Knights, he had a .947 save percentage. All right? He saved 36 shots on 38... Um, He made 36 saves on 38 shots. Pardon me. And um let's just go down the last few games here, okay? So against the Washington Capitals, now obviously... He only played 37 minutes because of that injury but he had a 0.923 save percentage all right so he only allowed one goal he made 12 saves on 13 shot attempts um in Florida you know that's a game where the sharks now now really quick here with the exception i think it's with the exception against i believe most recently against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Sharks were favored to lose every single one of these games. And Kapo kakinen his goaltending, provided the victory. So against Florida, all right? 0.95, 0.950 save percentage. 95% of his shots were saved. He allowed two goals, all right? But he had faced 40 shots, 38 saves. Okay, that was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, stellar play. And then... A little further back as we rewind here against Tampa Bay Lightning. 9.19 save percentage. 34 saves on 37 shots. And we're all started. 0.902. 41 shots faced against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He allowed four goals. Okay. They won that game. I believe it was 6-4. 0.902 save percentage. So I know I was rewinding Let's go in chronological order forwards based off save percentage. All right. With the exception of that last game against the Vegas Golden Knights, where, in my opinion, that's on the defense. That's on the defense. But it is what it is. His save percentage, his game has been progressively getting better, as we stated at the beginning of this segment. 9.902 save percentage against Pittsburgh the first time. He didn't play against them the last time. So I just want to keep that clear. That was Aaron Dell. Okay. 9. 0.919 save percentage against the Lightning. 0.950 save percentage against the Panthers. These are absurd save percentages with how stacked those three teams are. And, I mean, think about it. Sidney Crosby and the Pens. um, Stompkos and the Lightning. OV and the Caps. Anyways. So, speaking of which. 0.923. So obviously he was taking out of the game. We didn't get to see him really play. But the bottom line is that Kapolkakkanen is definitely on the rise. Now we're going to have to start to discuss whether or not he's going to um, be starting goaltender quality moving forward. Um, obviously the trade rumors are surrounding Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer, But as previously mentioned by NHL Network, Nick Bonino, Kevin LeBanc and James Reimer are also some notables on the Sharks roster as being potential trade targets are being on the move come March 3rd. Um, That's pure speculation. I'm not too sure about that. I honestly don't see why you would trade James Reimer now. I don't really see any reason why. Well, you know what? Let me put a pause on that. We're talking about Kapokakin. I'll go into the trade, into my trade predictions, and what I think about some of the stuff coming up in just a moment. I know you love when I do that. All right, let's talk about Kapo Kakinen, all right, and why I still feel like he's on the rise. So a lot of you will be like, all right, let's not do overreaction here. Okay, let's not overreact to a few games. Um, you know, he obviously has, you know, his, his improvement over, you know, this past few games. This is the third quarter, by the way, all right? So this is the third quarter of the NHL season. All right, and that's what I want to do right now. I'm gonna compare this quarterly, his performances quarterly from this season to last season. All right. But um right now, right now, um in the five games that he's played in this quarter, he has a 0.929 save percentage in comparison to the previous two quarters where he played 10 games, he had a goals against average of 3.94 and a save percentage of 0.867. All right, that was the second quarter. The first quarter, nine games played, he had three goals, three point eight one goals against average, and a point eight seven one save percentage. These stats are via Frozen Tools, okay, Dauber Sports, just so y'all know. Um, so yeah, there is a huge, significant difference. Obviously, this third quarter, he's only like halfway through. All right, so in comparison, first quarter, nine games played, he had a two five and two. Uh, record so um 10 games in the last quarter three four and two record this season he has far this quarter five games played thus far three and two all right and obviously that save percentage significantly increase 0.929 all right so hopefully i didn't lose you in the numbers but the point i'm trying to say is uh quarterly just this year alone it's obvious Cap cacanin is on the rise he's getting progressively better each season he's had Four um, quality starts in his five games played this quarter. Okay, that's 80% of the games he's played in his previous five games, 80% where quality starts. All right. So in comparison, where was he at last season this time of year? Third quarter last season, he was at 0.895 save percentage. All right. So in comparison to where he's at um, where he's at last season to now he is trending to, um, be, you know, to be extremely, extremely better. <laughs> um, but this, this, is this is no secret. Okay. So just really quick as we continue to, uh, pretty much, um, praise Kapo Kakanin in here and he deserves it. He really does. Um, you know, his, his play is no secret for those of us fans out there. Who's been kind of, um, tracking his career. I mean, a lot of us really started to pay attention to him, when he was acquired in the 2021-2022 season. But for those of us who want to dive a little deeper, in 2018-19 with the Iowa Wild, he's had significant um, time in the AHL. He played 39 games, uh, 6 shutouts, uh, 0.908 save percentage, uh, 2.78 goals against average. And the following year, he got some NHL time, only played 5 games, but he, for what it was worth, he um, was 3-1-1. 0.913 save percentage. Uh, 34 games again with the AHO, with the Iowa Wild. Seven shutouts, 0.927 save percentage. He went 25, 6 and 5. Uh, so last season, that kind of like abbreviated year, the 20, or not last season, two years ago, 2020, 2021 with the Minnesota Wild, he played 24 of those 56 games. And um, yeah, 0.902 save percentage. He went 16 and 8. Not too shabby. Uh, Last year, when we acquired him, he played 11 games for the Sharks until last season. 9.16 save percentage. The record, unfortunately, was 2-6-1, but, I mean, come on, he's playing with us now. (laughs) I don't mean in disrespect, I'm just saying. There's a reason why we're, like, sinking to the bottom of the standings. And um, pretty much what I was trying to say is based off his 11 games last season, it was kind of thought that this was supposed to be his year. Unfortunately, altogether... Including, you know, his previous stellar performance in this quarter, uh, 24 games in total. He still has a 3.62 goals against average and a career worst 0.883 save percentage. He's earned a shutout. Obviously, that's happened recently. Um, But nonetheless, we're hoping, we're hoping that he continues his resurgence because it's just going to be, in my opinion, um, One, it makes watching Sharks hockey a whole lot better. You just got to say the obvious right off, right off the bat. And two, I think um, me personally as a fan, I was getting a little worried about like how they're playing goaltender roulette. You know what I'm saying? Like, Martin Jones wasn't the answer. So we went and got his backup that was supposed to be, I mean, his backup from like, you know, the seasons back during the Stanley Cup year. And I don't mean to disrespect. I'm just trying to say, like, you know, from a fan's perspective, it's kind of like, you know, how's that progress? And then they traded for Aiden Hill. And I'm just going to say how I did it Uh, since we acquired him last season until he was traded. I never, it never appeared to me or didn't strike me as if Aiden Hill wanted to be in San Jose. So he's where he wants to be now. And he's our, you know, he's in Vegas now, and it is what it is. Um, But, you know, Kakinen, when we acquired him, it was pretty obvious, in my opinion, that the reason why we acquired Cap and I know a lot of people out there are trying to say, oh, this means James Reimer's on the move. I call shark on that um, because, again, he was, in my opinion, the undisputed starter. They finally recognized him this season. Unfortunately, he started to get injured. But back to the point. When they acquired Kapokakkanen, I knew Aiden Hill's days were done here. It was just, it was obvious. I mean, he wasn't even, like, he wasn't even like skating let alone practicing with the guys he'd go in there take a couple shots and that was it it was obvious that his time here in San Jose was done I mean he filed for arbitration whether or not that's because he felt like he deserved more since when they acquired him um, it seemed as if Aiden Hill was going to be the one you know goalie number one in San Jose but then immediately after they signed James Reimer right so I imagine that's what that had something to do with to make sure that he gets his payday that he deserved I'm not too sure but they squashed it he played the Sharks not so much did some cool things while he was with us, all right, including getting uh two assists in a game. But long story short, when they acquired Kapo Kakinen, I felt like it was obvious that he was that was his replacement. And time told that to be true. Whether or not at the time you want to, you know, believe it or you know, take it with a grain of salt, that's up, that's on you. But bottom line is Reimer and Capo are still here. Reimer was the undisputed starter until he got injured. Now, Capacacum being on the rise is what we want to see because again, did not want to see goaltender roulette here in Sharks territory. You're getting that vibe like they didn't really know who was their starter, even though Reimer was the one holding it down. Um, if you guys want football analogy, and hopefully I don't lose you on this one, but for us Barrier fans, it's kind of reminiscent of like the Garoppolo situation here with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. You know, the sharks are in a situation where or they were in a situation where they had three goaltenders at a time and not one of them was, like, declared starter. Um, Hill's gone. Reimer's here with Kapokakinen. And up until recently, it seemed like Kapokakinen was um, not going to work. On that note, that's what I love about this whole resurgence. Just a few days ago, there were, like, reports of Kapokakinen needing to be rebuilt. (laughs) Not the Sharks. Not the Jose Sharks. Just this one goalie needs to be rebuilt, right? Anyways, now the same noisemakers are saying that he's the number one goalie on the roster. Huh. I guess that's what you what we've come to expect, right? When you have out-of-town Fairweather fans covering our team. You can't blame them, miss their job. Anyways, moving on. Um, so, it's been a amazing, amazing um, weekend. Amazing, beautiful weekend. The weather is so nice here in San Jose. And... Um, why am I speaking about the weather? Because I want to do a little final final forecast here, final trade predictions for San Jose Sharks players. As I mentioned earlier, NHL Network has been, or they have listed Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer. Obviously, they've listed Bonito LeBank, and they have also listed James Reimer. So, really quick, I'm just going to give my final trade predictions, and I'm going to be straight to the point. I'm not even going to spend a lot of like time. Um, What's the word? Uh, Speculating. I'm just going to say what I got to say. All right. So I think Eric Carlson stays. I know the hockey world wants. They're salivating. They want to see Eric Carlson in a different uniform this season. Oh, well, it is what it is. Um, I don't see there being any deal that works for San Jose right now. And I don't see any reason why the Sharks should have to get rid of him for a bargain. Right. Right. Um, Why should the Sharks have to retain 50% of his salary? He's having an amazing year, and he is 100% full health. The Eric Carlson that the hockey world is seeing now is the Eric Carlson that Sharks territory has been waiting to see for the last few years. Now that we finally got him, the the league wants him at a discount rate. You got to be kidding me. Um, So I think he stays. Obviously, the contract for a, a team that's rebuilding it doesn't work out. But who's to say? Who's to say that Eric Carlson isn't a centerpiece of this, you know, rebuild? There's no reason why he can't be. I mean, he's already quarterbacking at the blue line. There's no reason why we can't see him stay longer in San Jose. But I think he's going to be here by the end of the season. That's my opinion. I think March 3rd Carlson is going to be it's going to be talked up. But I think it's never going to be um, it's never going to go down. That's my opinion. Uh Timo Meyer, I think he's gonna be traded. I really do. Um it's pretty obvious that he is the number one trade target this upcoming trade deadline, March 3rd, for those of you who are, you know, counting down. We covered that in the last podcast, how he's now top of the list. And, you know, the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, they are essentially, in my opinion, I mean I know it's you know, there's now okay, really quick. The agents, you know, Timo Meyer's agent has again recently, as as recent as just this past week, has said that no teams have they have not talked to any teams about a potential contract extension in terms of like if he gets traded away. They haven't talked to any potential suitors out there in regards to you know extending his contract. So what does that mean? Number one, it might mean that there are teams that are more interested in the rental in renting timo meyer than they actually are in extending him okay um number two it may also mean that hey maybe the sharks will do what they did with Tomas hurdle last season which was like a couple of weeks before the trade deadline next thing you know he had eight by eight so we'll see you know what it is that meyer gets here in san jose Um, that's always a possibility, but I personally think that with, you know, the New Jersey pretty much saying, Hey, we'll match or even make it better. Whatever offer that, you know, the sharks may potentially get AKA a, if you're going to sell, please hit us up first. So we can at least match our top that offer. It sounds to me like New Jersey's pretty much, they already have room and board for Timo Meyer. All right. And I know some of you out there on, on Twitter, um, you know, that you follow like Frank Saravalli, I believe it was, but he uh, shared a tweet on Twitter. It's pretty, uh, pretty dope. Got to admit. And probably even more like of a, um, like dang, can't believe it. Cause you know, Metallica being a Bay area band, but there's a shirt out there that says, give me fuel, give me fire, give me F and Timo Meyer. And it has the New Jersey hockey logo next to it. If he goes to the East coast to New Jersey, that's going to be one of the hottest selling, hottest selling t-shirts without a doubt. It's a shame that we couldn't freaking Figure that out here, being that you know, Metallica's a barrier band, but it is what it is. Uh, fans are being creative, all the hype going around his name, especially New Jersey. Um, you know, it's nice to see another um, fan base be excited about a player on our team because a lot of us here in Sharks territory, the way they be discussing players nowadays, um, you know, they discuss them like assets more than they do about like actually being people or players, right? Anyways. Um so on that note I'm gonna continue to uh I'm gonna be um <laughs> by my own words here and talk about my trade predictions. Uh <laughs> I think Reiner stays. I don't see any buyers in the market for a goalie with the exception of Vegas. Not so much. I mean Aiden Hill. He didn't he didn't look too shabby uh last game. Then again, the sharks really give him much of a, a workout, did they? But um I know he was kind of struggling. Um, I know Vegas is looking for a long tr- uh, solution in goaltending, but I don't see them making an offer for for Reimer, and I don't know why the Sharks would want to help them out any more than they did with Hill, unless Vegas is starting to become you know the goaltender destination where Sharks send you know the guys at the in between the pipes uh, to. Uh, I think Benino stays. Uh, he's the assistant or the alternate captain. It sounds like Sharks. I don't see any reason why. Nick Bonino will be moved. I know he has that $2 million plus dollar uh cap hit, but I mean he's one of, you know, he's part of the leadership core. It just doesn't make sense. If anyone's gonna move, it's gonna be Kevin Lebank I don't know how much of a deal the Sharks will get for that, but I'm not here to um, you know, to again to speculate. I'm just simply saying I think he'll be moved. Um, because that's a contract, that's a four million dollar uh price tag that the sharks absolutely need to get off of the uh, salary salary. Salary cap. Unless, of course, he's given a freaking chance to play in the game and do something. Okay. My bad. I digress. Uh, Bonus. Sharks may move another forward as part of a trade package. Maybe ACMOT. Just saying. Um, Just thinking of uh, players of recent with a trade value. Um, You know, he's arrived and he hasn't been given much NHL time. Last episode, we said, um, you know, that was the case. I believe it was with. Middleton? No. You know what? I digress. Long story short is, uh, Asimov hasn't been getting much NHL time, but when he for the time that he's had with the Sharks, he's rise to the occasion. Uh, So we'll see if Sharks capitalize on, you know, his um, you know, upward trends here. And yeah, I think that's pretty much going to cover it. Thank you to everybody. Like I said, it's going to be short and sweet. No speculation. Uh, Just what I think is going to go down next couple of weeks. Uh, if you are joining late here, we discussed Patrick Marleau weekend coming up in San Jose. We also talked about Capo Cacanin's rise in Sharks territory. Uh, briefly covered the last two performances and uh, speculated, we just ended right now, <laughs> not speculated, pardon me, uh, stating last our last bid, our last trade prediction for uh, the Sharks players that were rumored to be on the move by NHL Network. Uh, so you can enjoy this episode in its entirety on YouTube. Twitter and Facebook, our pages at Shark City Hockey. And um, of course, you could get the episode in audio and video format at sharkcityhockey.com. Sharkcityhockey.com is where you'll find. All of our previous episodes of the Shark City Hockey Podcast or the Shark City Hockey Podcast. Pardon me. Uh, Shark City Podcast is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings and Raycon. I'm Aaron James. Thank you for all tuning in this weekend. Uh, Let's go sharks are taking on the Buffalo Sabres. I said I was going to preview it, but I'll just let you know what your odds are. Uh, The latest, as of right now, the Sharks are the Underdogs, 46.9% chance of winning via money puck. They are about plus 100. This is a big game for the Savers. A really big game. Increases their chances of um making the playoffs just by 3.7% if they beat us. This is an almost meaningless game for the Sharks as our playoffs odds are at zero. Zero, 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 unfortunately. Um, but hey, the last the last in the last seven games when we're the underdogs. With the exception of one occasion when Capukacan was not in net, uh, we handled. So let's see what let's see what happens tonight. All right, so uh, Buffalo Sabres obviously they're right here in Sharks territory. They're going to be taking um, taking on the Sharks as the Sharks celebrate uh, Black History Month, and they're going to do it with giving away a Mike Greer bobblehead. Pretty awesome. He's half in his tux because he's the GM, current GM of the Sharks, and half in the uniform that he. Uh, suited up in when he was a San Jose Shark. Uh, so it's going to be awesome, awesome uh, to add to the collection for those of you who uh, collect bobbleheads. All right, I'm Aaron James. I am out of here. Once again, you can, uh check out the show in its entirety at sharkcityhockey.com. Um, and yeah, Shark City Podcast is the official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com, and we are proud affiliates of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Aaron James. Thank you to everybody who's been with us top of the hour. Thank you to everyone who enjoys this podcast program on your favorite podcast platform don't forget to like subscribe retweet share all that jazz whatever platform you're on and until next time i'm Aaron james and let's go sharks